Welcome to the In and Around Pleasant Hill podcast with Alex Kodadad, a successful real estate business owner and a lifelong resident of the East Bay, who received a Hometown Hero Award for his Facebook group, In and Around Pleasant Hill Food and Drinks, saving local restaurants during the pandemic. His new podcast will provide inspiring success stories and educational takeaways from local business owners and community leaders, helping listeners get from where they are to where they want to be. Hope everybody's doing well. Welcome to my second episode of In and Around Pleasant Hill podcast with Alex Kodadat. As always, do me a favor and subscribe and let your friends know about my new podcast. I hope to make this podcast an inspirational and an educational journey for all by interviewing local business owners and community leaders about their success stories. I'm very excited. Today, our guest is Angela Warren, and she's with uh, she's the owner of Wise Girl. Angela, how you doing? I'm doing great, Alex. Thanks so much for having me. Of course, of course. You know, you and me, we've only know. I mean, actually, we go back a couple of years ago when um, when I joined the chamber and I had my re-grand opening. I think you came to that also too, my office. But after that, we didn't really get to see each other until the pandemic. And then when the pandemic happened and I you know, started that Facebook group, um, that's how you and me met. And you were actually one of the first people that I interviewed and and you were very inspirational. I mean, I, I really enjoyed you and, and what you've done for the community. So I like to hear, well, we all like to hear your story today. So can you tell our listeners letter about you and your past and your background please sure be happy to so i am a pleasant hill native i was i was born and raised here um i graduated from college park high school uh, and i have been in business here locally for right around 21 years in the restaurant business and um, my my whole life started with uh, my mom had me at a very young age and she, along with my grandparents, we, we have a very close knit family. Um, we have, my grandfather was from Sicily, my grandmother from Mexico. So very, very ethnic, very happy, very, you know, tight knit family. Uh, my grandfather, his name is Alfred Rapasardo. He always had restaurants. Well, him and my grandmother, but that was that was his passion in his life. So I actually grew up in the Italian restaurant business and uh, I was forbidden to ever go into the restaurant business. But as I guess fate or life would have it that has ended up being my passion also. And I've I've had the pleasure of doing that for a long time. So wow. uh, my my original background as far as educational, my my focus and my interest was pre-med and nursing. I ended up, um, you know, attending nursing school. And then somewhere along the way, again, I ended up marrying into the restaurant business. And uh, it was a very well-established business at that point. It was, it was growing, but it was, it was really already very successful. Uh, my ex-father-in-law had originated that business in 1978. And by the time I came into it, uh, that was, uh, late nineties. So I think around 98. And then, um, my ex-husband and I kind of took that venture on together and, um, that was the back 40. And I had many, many, many good years there. Um, another wonderful, you know, family legacy, if you will. And then the last six years, my, my labor of love un unintentionally came upon this opportunity. 
uh, I actually um, ended up with an Italian restaurant, a different Italian restaurant than my own family's, but another local Italian family. They had a business called Della Monte's and they decided that they were ready to retire and move on. So, um, so I ended up with Della Monte's in November of 2014 and left it that way for a little over, right over a year. And then um, just completely transformed it and made it wise girl in February of um, 16. So Angela, where did you come out? I, I love that name. Actually, you know, I, I came to your restaurant because, you know, I, 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 we, I eat out quite often and I try to come to your restaurant because I love your food and everything about you. Um, so and last time I was there with a couple of my clients, we're sitting there and I'm looking at the name Wise Girl. I was like, wait a minute, Wise Girl, Wise, like Italians, like they say Wise Guy. So I'm thinking, could it be because of that? So I'm just curious, where did you come out with that name Wise Girl? Well, interesting that you should ask. So it started off, I didn't, it, that wasn't something I intended. It wasn't something I had in my mind for years or anything. I actually went to my grandfather who I'm very fortunate was still living at the time I, you know, did this and, and really just to, tie this part in uh, wise girl is meant to be a tribute to my own, my family. Okay. Um, since I spent a lot of years in, in barbecue and, and kind of a whole other, whole other world. Uh, this was really meant to be a tribute to my family, but basically I, I had this very open conversation with my pop. I referred to him as my pop and he was actually, he was known as a local legend as Zio Fredo and uh he opened Zio Fredo's with Tony LaForte, who is still the current owner. Yep. Um, but Zio Fredo in Italian means Uncle Freddie, and that was my grandfather. So he he remained the namesake. Um, my grandfather went on to open a couple of the restaurants before he retired after Zio Fredo's. But I asked him if he wanted me to put our family name on it, be it Rapasardo's or um, some of the other original restaurant names he had. And he just was very straightforward. He said, no, babe, I don't want you to do that. You need, it has to be, you have to make it your own. You think of, you think of something else that, that fits you. And so I just, honestly, I was driving down the road one day and it was sort of right in that transitional period before uh, the decision was made to turn it into wise girl. I was feeling, I was I was feeling a little bit of buyer's remorse, if you will. I was kind of down. I wasn't feeling like I was being overly passionate about the choice I had made to buy Del Monte's. And I just sort of was overcome with emotion. And I had this conversation with myself that I absolutely had to do something that felt like it was from my heart and really tied into who I was. And so it was literally just like that, I decided it needed to be Wise Girl and it needed to be a tribute to my own family. And Wise Girl has many meanings, right? So yes, to answer your original question, it is it is for the most part a spinoff from Wise Guy, right? I wouldn't call it Wise Guy because I'm a girl. Right, exactly. Uh, but it's really just a representation of, for women, you know, that they can do anything that they want. You can have you can live out your dreams. You can live your passion. Uh, so I think Wise Girl is just multifaceted. 
you know, the name itself, I wanted it to be inspiring for people. And I wanted people to kind of scratch their heads a little bit and think, you know, what does that mean exactly? So, so it's all of those things. It's kind of like a spinoff, you know, our, our original theme here has been 20s, 30s, prohibition era, old school Italian. uh, And that sort of played into wise, wise girl versus wise guy. And then now, I love that when you first walk in your restaurant, you know, you have all those photos on the wall. Is that your grandfather that's on that wall? That is. Yeah. Pictures so cool. of a lot of pictures of my family, um, but mostly my grandfather, pictures of him and I, and then pictures of him and my grandmother and some of my other family members and some other local um, famous people and, and celebrities that were different restaurants he had and people he was with. So that yeah. is so, that is so awesome. So for our uh, listeners, what through your journey, you know, we, we all go through a journey, um, you know, and, and they say, you know, success is a journey, not a destination. Um, what, what advice, what tips can you give our listeners that are thinking about maybe one day wanting to start? Now, it doesn't have to be a restaurant, but just in business in general. I mean, you had a passionate about being a nurse and then you just life took you in a different direction, right? I mean, that became your destiny like but what 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 advice what can you you know tell our, our our listeners from your experience well i would just say to dream big is as cliche as that sounds it's so true i think what happens is is that sometimes our fears are overthinking you know life happens sometimes we make mistakes or you know certain things break our heart or things don't all go exactly as they're supposed to go the way that we think early on in our life. And I just, I think it's just staying hopeful and loving and open to what the world has to offer. And I think when you do have that little voice inside of you, you kind of have all these ideas of different things. You have to try them out and you have to act on them. It doesn't mean every single one is going to pan out, but those, those are, those are the little golden nuggets, you know, the breadcrumbs throughout your life and and you have to act on them and and not be, not be paralyzed by fear and worry or what outcomes could happen because it's all risk. And to me, I think it's, it's scarier to think that you didn't do what you wanted to do in your life and you didn't live how you wanted to live and you didn't love who you wanted to love and you didn't give the way that you wanted to give. That's a scarier thought for me than Sometimes, you know, the failures that come with trying things that don't work or, or putting yourself out there, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of healthy vulnerability involved in, in being a business owner or pursuing your dreams. You just, you, yeah, you're, you're subject to criticism and you're subject to a lot of negative things, but honestly, the good that comes out of it is, is way more than any negative that could happen. So that's right. And, you know, 2020 was a wake up call for all of us. I mean, especially for you guys as restaurant owners, you know, when I sat in my office on March 25th of last year, I actually sat right here and I said, oh, my God, our lives are going to change forever. And I created that Facebook group. And, you know, like I said earlier, you know, within a week, we had over 1200 um, uh, members and Channel 2 got a hold of me and you were one of the first people the, they actually wanted to come interview me here. Then I said, why are you interviewing me here? I'd rather you interview the restaurants. And I've seen the struggle that you guys went, especially the restaurant business in 2020. And you guys are 
such an inspiration. I mean, like, and you're still standing and that means the world. That's why I've did spent so much of my time and money last year to really being able to give back to me, to my community, because I want to keep folks like you guys around because you guys are just an inspiration. So tell me about lessons you learned from 2020. Like, cause I know, you know, with, with, you know, even that interview with channel two, you said our business is down 70%. I mean, that's a lot, 70% of your business was down yet. You still had a smile yet. You were still giving to local. I believe you were like giving to hospitals. If I remember you were giving out hundred food plates or, you know, you were still giving, you were still coming from contribution. That's why I have so much love and respect for you. Tell me about your 2020. What did you take <laughs> away from that? Well, thank you, Alex. Well, it was, it was, it was sort of a mixed, um, it was a mixed bag of a lot of things. So first of all, thank you for your part in, in my life in 2020. Um, I think what you did was incredible. And I think that was really at the forefront of a sort of changed attitude and spirit, especially in the restaurant community. And what I mean about that is I've noticed in all my years in the restaurant business that a lot of restaurant owners or just businesses in general, right? Not just restaurants, they compete with each other. or They're always worried about who's doing this better or if they, they have an edge up on somebody else. And I've never, I've never wanted to be that way. I've always felt like abundance is the place to come from. We all have our own, um, you know, what drives us. We don't all have to be alike. We don't have to compete with one another. There's plenty to go around. And I think what your Facebook group ended up really showing was exactly that. It was a, it was a neutral platform for all restaurant people to be recognized, but to be unified. And so that was a big thing. That was one thing I think that happened. That was great because it was, it just showed everybody like, Hey, we can all promote what we have and support one another and go to each other's businesses. And just because, you know, our friends or our customers or family members go over here and support here doesn't mean we're not benefiting from that. So it just turned into this big love fest as far as I'm concerned. So that was awesome to see. And then as far as, you know, Wise Girl itself, I really feel like the community as a whole stepped up, our regular customers, you know, people that, that already patroned us a lot, but they, they got out of their comfort zone too. So for instance, let's say have a set of people that this is kind of their watering hole. You know, they made sure since they couldn't drink here on a regular basis anymore, that they ordered a lot of carryout food and um, anybody that, you know, could order caterings from us or, or large pickup orders. There was just a lot of, a lot of people that just came out, purchased gift cards to put you know, revenue on the books for the future, that kind of thing. And then as far as lessons learned for me, a lot of them, it, there was blessings. There was a whole silver lining for me. I think um, I got a little bit of a break from not doing as many late nights. I think I got to be, you know, home with my family a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't quite as burned out from the all those mixers, all those chamber of commerce mixers. <laughs> right. Yeah. All the, all the, all the chamber mixers and everything else. Yeah. Um, no, but it just, it just sort of allows you, I think we all experience this is that it allows, it allowed us to kind of take the edge off, you know, just 
just get enough of a break. I never stopped working. In a lot of ways, it was harder, I think, because there was a lot of worry and there was a lot going on behind the scenes that even though you don't have customers coming through the door, you are worrying about saving your business and paying the bills and and naturally worrying about all of your employees and, and their families. So there was a lot of emo- emotion and, and, and concern, but it just, it's just all worked out. And I just never felt like it was an option. It just wasn't an option. Quitting wasn't an option. Not getting up every day and facing it was not an option. And that was, that's just kind of, (laughs) that was it. It never occurred to me that I was going to let go or that it wasn't going to happen. I just sort of always knew in my mind, we're going to push through this. It's going to be okay. And now, now we are slowly, but surely ramping back up into, into normal life as everybody would say again. So. And you definitely have me because, because like I said, when I first joined Chamber of Commerce, I came to a couple of those mixers and I saw what you were doing. I mean, like I said, you were an inspiration. I mean, you were giving back so much to the community. You were part of Chamber of Commerce. You've, you've, you've just constantly giving, giving, giving. And that's why, you know, that's why people try to give that love back to you in 2020. And then even now going even further in the future, I, I really believe that you're going to be very, you're going to do very well because of what you've done in the past, all that contribution, just giving, giving, but you're also a mother too, correct? I am. And how many <laughs> children do you have? So I have three children um, of my own and, and then I have four more, I call them my bonus children because <laughs> my, my better half, um, he brought four to the equation and I bought three and brought three. And um, I also have, I have a new grandbaby. She was a year old this past December. Her name is Grace. Thank you. And uh, yeah, so we have a very large family, but yes, I have had the honor and pleasure in my life to be Alyssa Tanner and Angelica's mom. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's one. I mean, being a mother, you know, it's, it's, I I have nothing but respect for moms. I mean, I, my mom passed away almost 13 years ago from cancer and she was my inspiration. She did she the reason why I've always come from contribution. My father was an entrepreneur, but my mom always just came from giving, giving, giving. And um, yeah, I mean, I've seen, like I said, what you've done, you know, raising your, you know, your kids. Are, are they still young or they're, they're in high school or where they're at right now? No, actually, um, my oldest daughter is a mother and she's she graduated college a couple she graduated college a couple years ago and um, she's actually a a teacher and she does some she is also an entrepreneur on her own as well so she has a a side hustle or a main hustle if you will um and then my son is 22 so he's he's um you know figuring out and developing into a fine young man working his way through what's next and um my youngest is she's just about to turn 17. oh okay okay and we actually our family has i have five generations now so my grandmother uh ruth rapasardo is still living she's 96 she just had her 96th birthday god bless and yeah and so and then grace is her her great great grandchild so we have five generations right now wow that is my mom my mom tony and myself then, you know, my girls and then Grace. So that is that is so now you said you graduated from College Park, huh? I did. Yeah, I actually <laughs> went to I went to College Park my freshman and sophomore year, but that was an 80, 
86, 80, uh, so I think it was 80, I graduated 89, so it was 86 and 87 I went to College Park. And I also okay. went to Valley View too. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay, I just missed you by a few years. I started okay. College Park in 89, I graduated 93. Yeah, so yeah. We missed yeah. each other, but. Well, I really, um, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Is there anything else that, you know, you can, you know, little nuggets or anything else you can tell our listeners that can, give them because like i was telling you earlier before we started recording that i've always believed in coming from you know being able to inspire now you can get inspired you can get inspired by a 10 year old kid walking by and just saying something and it just clicks and uh -huh. it just changes your mindset forever right i really believe i mean motivational it's it's a, it's a temporary thing and i really believe in inspiring others like Anything else that you can give our listeners so hopefully they can get inspired by your wonderful success stories and and you've had struggles in your life like you know it's it hasn't always I mean obviously 2020 was the biggest struggle but beside that we've always have a roller coaster like people think like okay they're successful look at their life they have everything but they don't know all the tear and all the you know the hard work and everything behind scene that we've gone through to get to where we're at. Yeah, I mean, I, when you ask that, you know, so many things come to mind. I think for me, it's, uh, you know, we have a saying in Rotary uh, called service above self. And I really think, I really think it goes back to that. You know, there's, I consider myself a spiritual person. Um, I was raised, you know, believing in God. And I just, I think, it doesn't matter what your religious affiliation is or anything like that. I just, where I'm going with that is I think putting others first, there really is something to be said about that. And I think, I think taking care of yourself is important, but I also think that our society as a whole, oftentimes gets too much into the me mindset. And I think you have to love people. I think you have to have compassion uh, you have to have understanding, you have to have empathy. And I just think sometimes that people get too hung up in, in all the minutia and what's really important. And so for me, my relationships are always central to no matter what I'm doing. And it's funny, people ask me a lot, how do you do it? Are you, you know, I, I, I have this sadly sometimes a reputation for being too busy. And I'm really trying to correct that a little bit so that I'm I'm more present and I'm not always seeming like I'm all over the place, but um, I think, I think a lot of it is just, it is, it's putting people first. It's meeting them where they're at. It's understanding where they're coming from. And it, it literally is doing that standing in line at the grocery store. It's, it's being courteous in the car. It's, it's understanding the needs of people. And that's, that's where hospitality I think has always been such a big you know, just right from my heart for me, because it allows me a platform to care for other people. And it's not something I think a lot about, I just sort of do. But that gives me joy. You know, that's what fills me up. It's like making other people happy, wanting them to have a good experience, um, bringing family together, something I used to say to my staff, a lot of times before we did events, I used to say to them, remember, we're responsible right now for people's memories. They're coming, you know, they're coming here 
because they're creating memories. They're celebrating something special or they're saying goodbye to a loved one or whatever it is, whatever life event applies. And we're responsible for the memories that are created here today. And that's just, that's kind of just where I, my nucleus of where I live, I guess. <laughs> that is so wonderful. I am so glad that you were the first person that I've, you know, interviewed, you know, like I said, I have a lot of respect for you. Um, you're an icon in this town. And I want to thank you so much for your time. I know you have a busy day. Um, the fact that you took the time to, you know, spend, you know, 20, 30 minutes with me and for us just to have a one on one conversation. And hopefully our listeners can get something out of this. I, I'm really grateful. I appreciate you. Um, so uh, just really quickly, your restaurant Wise Girl, it's located in Pleasant Hill, correct? It is. Okay. Yeah. What is the address? It's 1932 Oak Park Boulevard. Okay. I'm over here in, in restaurant row on the other side of Winces and with Kobe and yep. some other great eat, eating spots here as well. And now I know that this, this is not about, you know, interviewing the restaurant, but I just wanted for our listeners, what kind of food do you guys serve at your restaurant? So we're, we're Italian comfort food and American cuisine. So it's, you know, you can come here and have a burger um, or a sandwich, or you can have gnocchi or lasagna. You can have a ribeye steak. I mean, there's plenty of options, but our core is just Italian comfort food, cocktails. Yeah, I relax. love it. I love your food, your cocktail. I love the tiramisu. Thank tiramisu, you. oh my God, is so good. So, thank you. So I want to thank you very much. Uh, so, thank you, uh, Alex. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. So do me a favor, guys, and watch the future episode. Make sure you're listening in and subscribing and even sharing with someone you think that might benefit. And I hope to inspire as many people as possible. Angela, thank you again. Love you very much. And I will definitely Love be you, Alex. shortly. Take care. Talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.